Hi guys, I'm Betsy. And I'm Kaylee. And this is the Nacho Mama Pod. Hey B. Hey girl, what's happening? <laughs> you know, living our best life. How are you? I am fine. Just fine. A little tired today. Um, but I think that my hormones are balancing. Like, yeah, I shouldn't even say that out loud. Like that was probably the worst decision. I ever. have a lot of wood. I'm yeah. knock on that for you. <laughs> Everything around you. Um, I haven't had like, I had some like moodiness yesterday, but I haven't had like a really bad hormonal day in at least a week. So wow, I'm, I'm calling that a win. Um, big win. So, yeah. But I, so I don't feel bad. I'm just, I'm really tired. I actually have like also not done very much this week like movement wise and activity I've given myself like the most amount of grace probably of my life um so my body needed some rest perhaps that is (laughs) like your birthday Saturday is that what you're just gonna say it is and so like I was like, okay, I'm going to work out every day up to my birthday. And then I was like, mm, maybe my gift to myself this week is hardly at all. Yeah. Way so I, uh, yeah, I went and just walked on the treadmill last night. I haven't done anything tonight. Like, I love it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm going to pr- probably get up and go to the gym in the morning, but it has been lovely. It's been really nice. And I've just like that. been binge reading my book and <laughs> I love that for you. I get in those moods when like, I, I actually find the way to relax long enough to like get into my book. It's just the most rewarding thing. If you can spend some time doing it. Yes. I, I love it so much. Like, yeah, I finished, I mean, finished a book already this week and I'm going to start another one. And I love I'm that. Gonna, I'm trying to find some energy too. Cause I miss my books. I just haven't been on it. Uh, I do think we're a bit overdue for a supplement update. So is this the new supplement helping you balance? It is. Yes. Okay. So I've been taking dim, I don't know, maybe like, maybe like four weeks, maybe six weeks. I think month-ish. Month, yeah, a month feels right. Um, And I'd heard like you will stabilize with it, hopefully. So um, maybe we're getting there. Like when I talked to the pharmacist before, he told me expect like improvement, like four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I'm like getting into that like sweet spot. Like maybe we're helping. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be like, yes, I'm getting better. (laughs) No, but I can even see it in like your energy. Like you seem like you feel good and that's awesome. Yeah. I don't feel bad at all. I'm really, really grateful for that. I have been having like a lot of back and hip pain this week also, Mm -hmm. which is probably another reason that I'm like, "Mm." um, but that's just like around when I think I'd be ovulating, it gets really bad for me. Yeah. Um, so that's just what I'm dealing with, but you know, what about you? How are you feeling sister? So I think I'm having more good days than bad. So I'm still going to take it as a win. Yeah, um, for sure. My nutrition is helping. I'm not bloating as much, which go figure. I kick some gluten and stuff back out of my life, but yeah. you know, we just, we just make substitutions. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I, I've been dealing with a lot of sciatic nerve pain. At least that's what I'm self-diagnosing myself as that I've had off and on with flare-ups. It seems to be a bit more constant lately, which doesn't quite make sense. Um, and, and, you know, I flipped up how much I work out. I flip up what I do in my workouts. There could be so many things I impacted, 
So pain wise, that's been the biggest thing is just my nerve. And so does it run down your leg? Yeah. So I am scared to say this out loud, but I'm going to, I think I have it in both hips. Um, one hip really, really bothers me during flare ups in my period, the left side of my body has been hurting me pretty constantly. And it goes from hip to my ankle. Um, it was so bad. I want to say it was last week. I know it was like right before my last cycle, um, which was I last week. It just feels like a light year ago. It was so bad one morning. I booked a massage over lunch because I was like, I am taking pain pills. I don't like to. I've been taking them pretty consistently lately. Um, I can't sit because it hurts so bad. I can't stand. I'm at my desk. I don't know what to do. And so I like looked up my deep tissue masseuse lady and I was like, I'm going to schedule what you have open. All I want you to do is stretch my hips and my lower back for me. And that seemed to help. Um, But it's pretty constant. I don't quite know what's going on. I've been spending a lot of time rolling out because I'm supposed to be cutting my cardio back. So I'm supplementing some of that time in the gym with the foam roller and focusing on it. Um, so yeah, we're working on that. The body's kind of showing up. My mood has been pretty good. I think I even made a post a couple of days ago, like, man, I'm, I'm that shit again. I'm kind of okay with who yeah, I am. I survived. I, I do love it. I spiraled a little last night because yeah. then I thought about having a life full of chronic illness and no options, no feasible options. And then as, I'm just as okay happens. with those feelings. Yeah. I think that's one thing with us us as in the chronic illness community, we need to just be okay with the fact that like, you can be really good with who you are and what you're doing and what you're trying. And the future could still be very scary. And that is what it is. Also, I think there's something to say, like, you have to be really okay with the ups and downs. Like you're going to have these giant roller coasters where you just feel bad for yourself and like feel sad for what your future could hold. I think that's really normal. But like knowing that you can be coming back up to is really important. Those type of situations are like parallel paths in my life. Like just because I am not okay with my chronic illness or my options or feeling very insecure about like, am I waiting too long? Am I doing the right things? How am I affording that? Like those things, those can still happen and I can be okay with who I am today. Or maybe it dampers my mood because I'm a little depressed and I don't want to do the future. That doesn't necessarily mean I don't want to do this day. Like they're very parallel lanes in my yeah. brain, which is it's like, gross. Um, yeah, it for sure is. I'm it's, gross. it's like in the childless community saying that grief and joy can coexist. Yes. That's, that's exactly what it is. Like they're on parallel planes. It's okay to feel grief, but you're also, it's okay to feel joy. So sure. Uh, You want to hear my win? Yeah. I love a win. I think I am a jump leap hop skip away from feeling child free. I don't know what's happened over the last month or two, but I really am gravitating to like, okay. And my win is I had a conversation today about being a mom. And it was so funny to me because I said, Hey, I, I don't know if we're passing each other and not like connecting, but let me really say this. Like, I don't want kids. You're like, I'm okay. I like if the, if somebody showed up the door with a baby and said, here, be a mommy, I would probably be like, okay, like maybe let me consider it. Like I'm not totally shut the door, Um, but I don't think I want that. And I was trying to explain to him, like the only goal I have is like a future of more wellness for me. 
And it was so interesting because they're like, well, I heard, I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts and I still hear your pain. And I was like, oh, oh, honey, I'm light years and weeks. Like, you just got to keep going with me. You might still hear pain some days from me. Like, that's super normal. Like, you're never going to be like 100% perfect. Like, no, it would be foolish to think that. And I can't imagine I'll ever be like, I'm not kid free by choice. I don't think I'll ever just be like, I don't want kids. Like, there's people that groove in that Kimberly grooves in that yeah 100% Kimberly Fisher's who I referenced there I just personally wanted that so it's part of my life it's part of like still sometimes but I don't go to bed dreaming about being a mom anymore I don't wake up sad that I'm not a mom for many many years that was it I for so long was so focused on infertility that I couldn't imagine life beyond it and I feel like I'm shutting that door and I feel like I'm healing a place to be like it really it is. And it's giving me power to tackle my chronic illness and giving me some time back. Um, but now I'm at the big door of chronic illness where I'm like, oh, I can't shut you. So, yeah. well, no, that one you can't, take. unfortunately. <laughs> give and take, give and take. So that's amazing. I'm very, I love, I love hearing that. And I love, uh, I love it too. Yeah. I love that for you. And I love these kid free friends I'm making that like, I think that's a huge part of it. I know we're going to talk yeah. about that more in the future, but like just feeling accepted a little bit and feeling supported, not pressured either way, just really let me focus on what I want. So I, I even just, uh, the other day after I posted a reel, had someone follow me and she was like, I can't believe I found you. Like, I didn't know there was anyone else in the world who's child, like childless after infertility. And I'm like, oh, there's so many people. And like, I think I don't, I often forget that like people still don't know that that's a thing yeah. because it's just like this little community that I'm so engrossed in. So it's like my normal everyday thing. And I'm like, oh no, there are people in the world who don't know that this is a thing. Like come, come hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Cause I notice more and more of like the parenting conversations at work. But instead of being like, oh, it's not me. I'm always like, you don't even know all of us exist. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You're missing no. out on some fun. Okay. Do your thing. Also, like sometimes, I mean, no disrespect to parents. I think that parents are incredible. But also sometimes when they're talking, I'm like, I'm so glad that's not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I don't get up at 4 a.m. because I have two small humans to get ready. Like, Listen, I sometimes get up at 4 a.m. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you are not intentionally always. <laughs> so here's a funny thing. Uh B and I have finally planned our first in-person meet. We are yes. so excited. We have already talked about the fact that um bedtimes and wake-ups and like giving full permission to just group by ourselves. Yeah. And then we started talking about our trip in June, the kid list, kid-free women's retreat. And I had to text Betsy and be like, Hey, so you're probably going to be asleep when I get there. <laughs> my plan, my plane lands at like 9 p.m. I know it's like a 10 minute Uber, but like it's okay. I, I fully expect you to be in bed, and if that is Listen, it, that's okay. I might be able to stay awake those like three nights or four nights, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not promising anything, but I'm saying there's a chance. You know, I may just go in there and cuddle you for a few minutes and be like, I'm here and then let you go back to sleep. We'll see. I'll never, never reject a cuddle. (laughs) (laughs) Also, there's like four people in my life I will cuddle. So feel privileged. I 
do. Privilege. Thank you. Yeah. So it's day one millionth of Endo Awareness Month. We do want to talk about flare-ups and give some of our tips. But before we do, we're going to need some drinks to make it through this episode. I have a sparkling water, a strawberry mango sparkling water from Target. Okay, is that the Target brand? <laughs> Target brand. <laughs> okay, they have a ginger one. Ooh, love it. I love anything ginger flavored, honestly, like anything. It's, it's ginger and something else. I didn't really care, like mango like or something. I don't know. I drank two cases this month. I should know, but I just go ginger. <laughs> I'll have to look for it because I do love ginger, literally anything. It's super good. I have to be careful of those sparkling waters because my brain will like try to tell me that they're real water. Mm. and then just dehydrate you more yeah so I have to be super careful not to overdo it it's a weird like it could be because it's cold now that I know like the cold and digestion thing in conjunction but I have like a really hard time with my stomach when I drink sparkling water so like this is a makes sense yeah like a slow slipper yeah it is it's like baby sips Hey, tell our audience about that. I think somebody on IG told you that like cold brews and cold drinks are hard to digest or something, right? Yeah. So, um, I have had a really hard time lately, like getting sick after I've been drinking iced coffee and it's very specifically iced coffee. Like that's it. I can drink hot coffee all day long. I can drink espresso drinks. I can drink anything else but it's like cold coffees. And I've tried different versions. I've tried iced, regular iced coffee. I've tried iced espresso. I've tried cold brew because cold brew is supposedly lower acidity. Nothing like all of them make me feel like crap. So anyways, I posted on Instagram and a few people were like, "Um, Hey, I don't know if this is it, but cold things are harder for your body to digest than warm. And I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense in my life because I don't do a ton of cold stuff. Like, but when I do, and I know like it could be the raw, like raw mm-hmm. veggies and stuff, but when I do salads, like I don't feel great. Um, and I don't know, there, but there's probably something to it there. So I've been very conscious about drinking like warm things or room temperature. You think it's helping? I do think it's helping. It's very weird. Freaking awesome. That's so awesome. Bodies. What are you drinking? Matcha tea latte from Matcha Nude. I made me some matcha with almond milk and I always like it iced. It's just the way I drink matcha better. Um, weird thing is I don't like hot drinks, so I don't drink hot coffee. Like it has to be lukewarm. I sit there and wait till it warm. I put ice in my coffee. That's, if I'm go- if I'm going to drink iced coffee, it has to be like iced. Like there's no in between for me. It's got to be lava hot or iced no There's I'm the no girl at, I'm at brunch I grab my cup of coffee I scoop out my ice into uh, it no <laughs> if I don't finish my coffee I put it in the fridge and I drink it oh tomorrow this is where we this is the one thing we disagree on <laughs> yeah I also I'm drink about this. I drink hot stuff so midwest term um I grew up drinking pop mm-hmm. I like hot pop I don't oh. have any problem <laughs> <laughs> the face of disgust B just gave me was like can we be friends yeah. no here's the cool thing because I'll I'll finish your drink like if it gets too hot for you I got you hey everyone has three things <laughs> I like is that the selling point of our friendship like I think it is like I 
like my stuff so lava hot that I want it to burn off all of my taste buds. Oh, gosh, like no. I want it to be <laughs> the hottest thing I've ever oh. drank. <laughs> like I do not want a blister in my mouth because I'm enjoying oh, the liquid. My mouth is well calloused over by now. <laughs> we are good. <laughs> this yeah. is just the episode where we just judge each other. <laughs> so anyway, uh there will be a poll with this episode. Are you team cold coffee or team hot coffee? Yeah. We wouldn't say cold coffee, like not a cold brew. Like, do you like lukewarm coffee or no. do you drink it? If it gets think- cold, like in the middle of the day, you well, do you ever not finish your cup of coffee? Is that like a mortal sin? Sometimes I do, but I'll heat it up a hundred times. So if it's Put like in the microwave. Yeah, if it's been sitting out for the whole day, which is no oh, big no. deal, I just pop in the microwave. No, I drink that baby cold. Mm. <laughs> Guys, we found something we don't agree on. It only took and I think months. we're both very passionate about it. <laughs> I think we're almost just proud. Like, we have a different viewpoint. <laughs> so flare-ups. Oh, is that what we're, are we here to talk about something today? I know. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the worst thing, because obviously in my life, it's not the worst thing Indo's done to me. But it's one of those, like, constant things that just debilitate me. And it's hard for the general public to really understand like what a flare up could be. Yeah. Um, we don't really need to talk about all the symptoms of a flare up today, but we do want to kind of talk through like what we have tried, what we don't try. We put up a cool poll on our IG, our friendos <laughs> yeah. gave us some ideas of like things they do. We just kind of want to bring open the conversation and then maybe wrap it up with like, how do you communicate what a flare up is or when you need support to maybe your non-friendo humans? Yep. I think that sounds great. So I'm going to give a high level definition of what a flare up is and B, you just jump in where it's wrong or what we need to add, because that is how we (laughs) roll. (laughs) You're right. I am very (laughs) sciencey. B knows she can it's say true. that word. I will, honestly, I'll make up anything. <laughs> Let's keep going. It gets a street cred. Flare ups, in all intents and purposes, just intensify your symptoms of the disease. So while you may have good days, the flare up days are usually when the shit hits the fan. In yeah, when you terms. feel a little bit worse, or in general, like you have just like more days, I would say, of consecutive sy- symptoms is how I would say. Yeah. So at my worst, my flare ups were. I mean, honestly, I was on a cycle nonstop. So tons of bleeding, tons of blood clots, tons of pain, but also yeah. I was having endo belly nonstop. I was having the, the ice picks in the vagina rather than just like uncomfortable pain. I don't know why that's different in my head, but it's very different levels. Um, things that would make it so that I couldn't walk, I couldn't function. And unfortunately, pain zombia. I could not sleep. Having a flare up at night was the worst thing ever. I would be in the fetal position, just crying. No, no way to really stop it. What about you, B? Yeah, I agree. I definitely, I would say like in the thick of my really bad symptoms, I was bleeding many, many days of the month consecutively. I was also having like cysts burst really regularly. So I think that that was like almost how my flare ups were like starting or like completing themselves and just like really intense pain for multiple days or like really bad like I said I around my ovulation for some reason I get really bad back pain Mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean right now they're obviously clearly much much different than that like now I have I would say like some more like digestive flare-ups or yeah um like bladder and bowel issues a little bit but 
um, I don't have it nearly, nearly grateful. So, so grateful that I don't have flare-ups like I used to. Yeah. And I feel like for me, it's just maybe the intensity or the frequency is different. I still have a lot of the same symptoms, um, but it's not every day, all day debilitating to me, a flare up means I'm having a hard time functioning in normal day life. And I right. feel like I can show up a little bit more. That being said, I'm sitting on a pad on top of my chair. I have nerve damage. I walk like I'm 80. I still have flare ups, but it, it was worse. And it's, just, it's different. Hard. just different than it was. I think everybody with at least endometriosis, I won't speak for other chronic illnesses, but at least with endometriosis, you usually have a period where it's just horrible. Like it gets to the lowest of the lows and those flare-ups during that time, like pulling over the side of the road. Cause I'm hysterically crying because I feel like something's stabbing me. Those don't happen as much anymore. And I'm so grateful. And maybe part of that is I treat my body a little bit better and I know yeah. some tricks to make it at least a little bit better. So I don't low, know. Low, low, infl- lower inflammatory, lower yeah. inflammation. Yeah. It's just like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You never know. <laughs> like, I'm going to change all these things at one time and something has to help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you, are you feeling better? Are you healthy yet? No, but it's not as bad, but that's not because of that. Like it just, yeah, I'm smart the way that it is right now. So. I'm a smart girl. I'm helping myself. <laughs> so let's, let's focus on that. Let's focus on like things we have found that help us and it doesn't have to be for traditional endo flare-ups but like things that help us cope with our chronic illnesses that's what I want to know I know other people have this crap going on what I want to know is like what are you trying how are you helping yourself yeah so I feel like I've tried pretty much everything like but right now (laughs) I'm gonna say I think you're better at this than me I just like gravitate towards heat (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was honestly my number one is heating pad. I had my heating pad at work. I have my heating pad here. Like, and it was a constant, like baby. It was my, it was my baby, like for sure. How many heating pads do you own or did you own? Do you think? I actually like only have two. I have one at work and I have one here and, um, I have, I like rice bags just because I yeah. like the weight of them. And I like that I can heat them up. Counting those, like any heating device, like. Yeah, I think I only have two. Wow, okay. Because once they like rip or like break or something, I just buy a new one. Man, I think I have an addiction. Yeah, I'm pretty like kind of minimalist though. Like I'm not, I mean, I would like to be more than I am, but like if one works, like, why am I going to buy a second one? <laughs> yeah. So I can't claim that. Cause I posted the amount of shoes I own yesterday. I'm not a minimalist. That's what I said. I, you would be grossly upset. About no, I think I'd just be like, no, I wouldn't say teach me your ways. No, I wouldn't, but, no. No. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I have a ton. I think some of it's because I've learned the quality of your heating pad really sure. matters. And I think some of the ones I have, Number one, I have some freaking amazing people um, that like sent me care packages and they all gave me heating pads, which I was like, you're so sweet to do your research. So I have a couple like cheaper ones from there for extended period of my life. I did not own one or I stole my mother's like I did not purchase one. So this has all been last two years, but I know I own at least four electric heating pads. Um, part of that is because I did upgrade both my home and my work one. My home one is one that like will magnet around my shoulders 
Oh, that's nice. Massages too, which the massage is just kind of like a shaky thing, but it has different levels of heat and it'll it'll stick on me. So whether it's on my shoulders or I sometimes stick it around my hips, it lays on me. And then I took my teeny tiny little traditional heating pad to work and was like, you know what? This is not going to cut it. And I bought one that's literally the length of my legs. That's amazing. And it's on me all the time. And people just think it's a blanket. So it kind of cuts down on some of that question too. Um, so I have at least those four, I own two rice bags, um, which were like post-surgeries, the rice bags are where it's at the weight with them. I, that was my favorite thing. That's what people always ask me. Like, what was your favorite thing? And I was like the weight of my rice bag and my weighted blanket. Like, yeah, I couldn't lift it. I wasn't able to like lift it and put it on myself. But like having my husband put it on me, I love weight. Like I love like weight being on me. So I should have tried my weighted blanket post-surgery. I actually used to sleep with it like daily. And I eventually felt like it was hurting my legs, probably just my sciatic nerve and I didn't know it. So I yeah. I took it off my bed, but that rice bag, I would get it heated up and then I would prop it to start on my shoulder because all that gas escaping hurt yeah. so bad and put that there and then have like layers of heating pads on me. And it helped. I also have electric blankets everywhere in my house and I sleep on an electric mattress pad. Um, I do not so know how I, on it. I, get, I also get super hot when I sleep. Mm-mm. So I think that that would not cut it for my life. I swear. This is why I like 130 degree sauna for workouts. I am a sun baby. Like give me the heat. I love it. Um, I think I've, I posted a picture Monday cause it was snowing here. So I worked from home my dog literally was like curled up in my electric blanket and I was like so mama taught you something bad because like (laughs) he's constantly on me which means he's constantly on something electric and I've been trying to like uncover him and like not let him have it if it's not super cold because I fear for the damage it's gonna do in my body I definitely don't want to do that to my pup but like this dude I like kick him out of my blankets every night because he's underneath three three comforters on an electric heating pad on 10. And I'm like, just because my body can do it, just you should it. Yeah. <laughs> Luna likes to be under the blankets, but it's definitely not that warm. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's toasty. But it's, you know what? I also go work out outside in 110 degrees. Like my body just prefers the heat. It makes me yeah. feel better. So also, like, I think the sauna kind of counts for my heat and hot baths. For sure. Absolutely. Live in the bathtub, live in Epsom salt mm-hmm. hot I do baths. Love a bath. Uh, let's talk about meds. What do you, what have you tried? What are your opinions on it? Obviously, again, our disclaimers on the show, we are not doctors, but let's talk through some of those. Um, I mean, I think I, I was just, I remember I had to like be on a schedule of ibuprofen. Like Mm -hmm. if I didn't take it every four hours or less, like my body was going to reject everything and shut down completely. So that was like my my crutch. That's not like probably the the greatest one, but, um, I have some heavier painkillers, but actually they make my heart race really bad. And I hate how that feels. So Mm -hmm. I was much more into just like very regularly taking ibuprofen and um, I'm there with definitely tried some CBD and like natural pain meds. I'm there with you. I, um, I don't do good on opioids. I know that that's like, something that's really scary, especially for chronic illness is people getting addicted and being overprescribed. I fortunately will never be one of those people because nope. extra state, extra strength Tylenol still makes me woozy. Like I am not a good chemical person. Yeah. Um, I do take ibuprofen. I, I try like 
I am so scared of the damage I'm doing to my body to survive. Oh, I'm sure. trying so hard to limit it, but I yeah. take it multiple times a week. Um, I do use mitol too. I try to like alternate based off of what I should be doing, but from a pill, like prescription, that is the only thing I take, um, for chronic illness. I do have allergies and stupid things like that, but I don't take birth control. I don't do any of those medications anymore. We've talked at length about how I was on the birth control pill for so long. Um, and then I do, I, I tend to go holistic. My body does much, much, much better on stuff from the earth. Um, so I've been doing CBD for like, oh my God, I did CBD before CBD was popular just because my body hurt and I needed something to kind of help. Um, so I don't want to fully go into detail on all those things. I'm not the right person to prescribe it, but if you ever have questions, my DMS are open. We could talk about holistic things. I'm literally just shooting in the dark sometimes, or I go call somebody that's smarter than me. So. Yeah. And I mean, if you're talking about, um, holistic stuff, we might as well get into supplements because yeah, I also try and keep my inflammation low with supplements like turmeric and um, magnesium and melatonin to help me sleep. Yes. I, um, so right now, current today, the only supplement I'm really taking is magnesium. I don't want to advertise or tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you that my body is so mad that I stopped taking magnesium for a while because it definitely does make a huge difference for me. Um, I do have a progesterone cream. I don't like using it again. I think I'm just scared of like altering my body, but during flare-ups or things like that, I do use the progesterone cream some. And then the only other thing I really put into my body supplement wise right now is, um, just electrolytes, like trying to balance my body back out. I do have all the supplements in my kitchen. I guess I don't ever consider ginger or turmeric or things like that a supplement, but they go in everything like, yeah, I take a turmeric sub like supplement. So I take oh, it okay. pill, ginger lemon. I feel like um, I am a true believer in like, if you can take it naturally, it's better for your body to digest it. Um, I really suck at taking medicine. I just, I suck. So when I was back on my like fitness game and I was like doing all these sups and doing all these protein powders and stuff like that was the hardest thing for me. Cause I just don't like to take pills, like even a multivitamin. I hate doing it. We could maybe hypothesize that's because my body doesn't digest it like normal people, but like just the practice of like having to take a pill every single day. It's, yeah. it's really a miracle. That was so good of birth control to be honest with you. True. Uh, we are grandma and grandpa over here and we have a pill case <laughs> that I fill up every Sunday <laughs> for the whole week so we can take our supplement <laughs> you know what I want to be rich for all the right reasons but all the weird reasons right I want an excision surgery every time I need it I want to have a dietitian and a cook you want to have a pill container yeah I also want an assistant to make me a pill <laughs> container every week like it's, I'm just so, we laugh about the way we, we prep for these pods. I hyper-focus. That's how I do life. So like people think I'm super productive. No, I just do really well at the things I do. And then the other things I'm like, who needs those? Like, yeah. I want to also add to that. I'll get that a lot. Like on the day, on the mornings that I post, like making bread, like blah, blah, blah. 
and I'm people are like bread at 6 a.m yeah and people are like oh I wish I had your energy and I'm like no I'm manic right now like yeah I am in a manic episode that I'm doing about 750 things and I'm not doing any of them well <laughs> I would like to also say Oh, remember Thanksgiving time? So one of our first pods, I was like, hey, I need you to re-record this. And I called you and I think you were cooking, recording your section, doing something else. Like you had six things going on. And I was like, that sounds right. Yes. Hey B, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm gonna need you to put down the spoon just for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I do remember that actually. <laughs> like I could hear you mixing. <laughs> I, I was probably making dog, I make dog food. I <laughs> I do think supplements are such a huge thing for us though, just to say, if you don't experiment in that area, if you're Kaylee from three weeks ago, that's just like, I don't want to do it. I think it's really important. She's a changed woman, babe. (laughs) Back to my like 30 seconds of success. But I, uh, I do, I do really think for me, it's just not knowing what to do next. That's the fear. I think once you start doing it, it's really important. Talk to your people. Uh, we did hit on CBD. I put down CBD lotion. A lot of our audience even put in like CBD bomb, CBD suppositories. Those are literally the other ways I take CBD. I actually take CBD more in that form than I do digesting it. Um, CBD lotion, CBD bombs. I stack the CBDs and the Ds and have all these weird ones that help, but it's just to like the physical pain. It's the best thing I found for physical pain. Ginger tea, mint tea. Mint tea helps with inflammation, right? Yeah, um, it helps me with digestion a lot. Eventually, I want to get us an Amazon list so people can go look at these things. And this will be the first item I add. My Cairo gun is my my best friend. Like, And I don't have the name brand one. I have the Amazon one, which I still thought was a little pricey. Never regret that purchase. Like a hundred bucks on Amazon. Yeah. But it, yeah, I love it so much. I'm so attached to it. This thing lives next to my bed. I had a friend one day that was like, hey, I, I'm really hurting. Can I borrow that? And I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. That is my pacifier. Like that thing goes everywhere with me. I travel with it. Um, I haven't flown with it. I don't know if I can. So I may just bring those you like massage can. balls. If you um, check. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't check. So I can't, but yeah. it is, it is amazing I do own a couple different tens units as well and those are really good for like the go like one one of mine looks like a little iPod I can literally tape it on myself and keep going um besides the cords it's super convenient uh, here's a question for you B yeah you have hip pain as well I do do you sit on lumbar cushion seating cushion special chairs so I don't I well I have a pillow behind my back I mean really okay I do not sit on a special cushion um I actually do a lot better standing when I have hip pain than I do sitting so I have a standing desk I Um, do as well we should have put that down standing desk or clutch yep I have a standing desk and um so that's what works for me so I don't know what it is this is this is the one I'm most annoying if anybody has advice help your girl out um my pain down there really sucks when I sit. So I have hip pain. I pretty much constantly have tailbone pain, but also like the undersides of my booty cheeks, mm-hmm. I get radiating pain there. And I don't, I don't even know what it's called. Um, chairs hurt like, and it's so bad because I can not be in a flare up. And that's the one thing that always happens. Uh, when I was in Belize, I was on a boat for like 
six hours snorkeling by the end of it I was like clutching the seat on the boat and like holding myself off of it and everybody around me is like hey are you good and I'm like no I'm good it's just like it hurts it's too, yeah. it's too hard of a surface for me and they're like oh is it your back and I was like no I think it's like my vagina area but I do suggest a lumbar cushion um, I'm looking at ergonomics chairs right now because I do need to replace That's my good, office though. chair at home because it's hurting so bad maybe one of those will help I just I feel like I spend money all the time to try to like do the basic functions of life that sometimes I I drag my feet a little bit I understand that for fully um Epsom salt so I love a bath oh I am upset I grew up eating dinner and watching movies in the tub like I spent some tub time growing up (laughs) which is probably because my mom had undiagnosed endo and she was always in the tub so it was like a really normal thing like a normal thing yeah like she like we put a tv in the bathroom I actually won't put a tv in my bathroom nowadays because I won't leave like my cell phone and my books are (laughs) to be there forever (laughs) I live here now I used to watch VHS movies in the bathtub I got that's hilarious yeah I told somebody the other day, I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'm just gonna go home and get my dinner and take a bath and like one after each other. Right. And I was like, sure. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm not disgusting. I will not eat while I'm in the tub. That would be <laughs> gross. What? So, um, Epsom salt's my favorite friend. I love putting essential oils or lavender in my Epsom salt in mm-hmm, my bath. I, agree. I am privileged with a jacuzzi tub right now. So that not also me. helps, but I wish I was, but I'm sure Amazon has a DIY one, girl. You should get you one. Yeah, (laughs) you do what you can here. (laughs) Thankfully, I'm not that big, so I could still fit in a normal size tub. Like that is my husband's biggest complaint is he's like, I can't fit in the tub. (laughs) Sometimes you just want to soak and he's way too tall. I love me a tub. I live in it. I used to say I'm a mermaid, all about it. And then the other thing I have is just rest, mental Mm. Mental yeah. time journaling. Well, I think uh movement also. Oh my I gosh, mean, yeah. Yeah, movement and like stretching, and that was t- always tremendously helped me with flare. Still, I mean, still does still helps me with my back and hip pain for sure. For sure. I think for me, it's just like the balance of knowing how much my body can take and then going to that point so I get some relief, right? So some days it's just literally stretching. Some days it's laying on the floor and more of a meditation. Some days it's okay. I'm going to do yoga. Okay. Now I'm loosened up. I was uh, having tons of hip pain the other day. And then all of a sudden my hips opened up because I stretched for like an hour and I got my crow back. There you go. I I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it long enough to get a really good picture. Um, not that good at it anymore, but I haven't got to been able to do a crow in two years. And it's, it's literally my hips. Yeah. Like I couldn't stretch enough to get the position and I was proud of myself. It just, it felt like my body was showing up. I was like, Hey, you guys are not big of achievement. And it's not because I was, I wasn't strong enough. It was because my hips did it. Yeah. That's amazing. And then I fell and it was great. And I giggled really loud and hoped other people heard it, (laughs) but also probably enjoyed yourself because laughter helps. Oh man. I was rocking some tea pain. Yeah. Doing yoga and got a crow girl I was vibrating so high you were 
and then the one thing that I put, and we'll kind of jump into a little bit. I think communication is a really big thing for yeah. me. I struggle at communicating and I now realize I can communicate to people I know, understand. So we trauma dump sometimes. And I talk to my yeah. friends and my friendos and I'll be like, Hey, like, I don't sometimes, Hey, I just want to tell you it sucks. But sometimes it's like, Hey, do you have any idea what it can help? Um, what I yeah. don't do is I don't communicate to my non-friendos. Yeah. I don't want to be a burden. I don't know how to explain yeah. myself and I just want to cry. That's where I'm trying and to work on myself. People, yeah. And that's why people are always so shocked when we are like, Oh no, I was in daily pain. Like, yeah. because I don't communicate that either. Like I should be better about it, but I'm not. Yeah. Not at all. Other things we got from IG, from our friendos, uh, peppermint in all sorts of forms, especially yeah. like peppermint oil. That's really smart. I, I use essential oils or peppermint throughout my house. I should start like using it, using it. Yeah. I use it for digestion sometimes. Um, oh, smart. Yeah. But, um, they said water cup and water bottle, which is so smart because hydration makes all the difference for me. And I never mentioned that. Yeah. I didn't know if they meant like a hot water bottle. Cause like, that's like what oh. a lot of people call like those, um, jiggly, like the, the other version of like a rice bag. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But what's so a water cup? A water cup. I would say is a cup. of water. Okay. <laughs> Did but. we just become old? I'm going to like, what is uh, that? <laughs> watch this be this like unique thing. I'm going to do, I'm going to use the quick Google. I'm going to do the Googler. So while you're doing that, um, I'll just keep going. Yeah. So also chats with other friendos, like you said, like that helps substantially. Somebody put a bucket to vomit. <laughs> that one made me laugh so hard. Um, you know what, B? What? They could have meant a water cup because they are dehydrated, which I, I literally was just like, I'm so stupid because that does help me. There's also these things called smart cupping water massagers pain management it almost looks like like cupping like where I go get okay. cupping therapy I wonder if it could be that either way try them out um because I'm Say all about the massage do a cupping thing yeah okay should have <laughs> clarified thought I understood yeah. you correct me if I'm wrong um, yeah I think you're fine uh bed yeah THC someone said um telling my community I'm not okay and tea, like we, we did say ginger and peppermint tea for sure. So. For sure. They did mark the importance of comfy clothes or loose pants. I think oh, that's yes. a huge thing. I've had full meltdowns because I just couldn't find something to put on my body. Yeah. I mean, and then, I had like, sorry, a, like no, a but, selection of dresses that were bloating and yeah. belly friendly. Like I always tell people I wear dresses because they're easier. Like I don't have to pick out two items, but in reality, when you have a chronic illness, it just helps. Yeah. It makes you feel more confident because your belly's yeah. not bloated. It makes your hips not hurt. Like it's just a chronic illness thing. Yeah. Um, and then BU patches. Oh. So I can't yeah. personally speak to them. They are all right. over the place. I've never tried them. Nope. I have tried. I, I'm assuming that they're like, like the heating patches. I'm assuming that's what they're like. So I've tried some other versions that also do work well. I remember like being in high school and those things were like my savior. Um, like the muscle heating pads. Okay. I've definitely tried like Therma Care or something like that. Like I've definitely, definitely tried those. I think the BU monthly patches may also have um, some ingredients in it to help you with pain. 
Let's so they're cooling patches by BU, monthly cooling patches. Okay, so they're cooling, so they're mm -hmm. not heating instead. Interesting. But I do think some of them, and I may be wrong, I do feel like there's a version, if it's not BU, there's one version that has like some CBD and stuff like that. Um, so the BU patch includes some words I can't say, but eucalyptus, meth, leaf oil, like yeah, menthol. Like there's there's some stuff in there for you organically too. And they, so they adhese to you and you wear until you shower. So they're actually even more than the, just the, the like yeah. heated patch. So that, so you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a, um, like a muscle cream. Just yeah. Adhese to you it's all like the time. A, a natural one. Yeah. Okay, like, um, okay. like icy hot or something yeah, like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. There is one endometriosis podcast. I think it's from A to Z. She always starts out her I, they must be a sponsor but I think she talks about BU patches and she also talks about like a similar product that has like CBD in it and they make bath bombs and they make things like that so I think that's where my mind was going but all that stuff super important um I didn't put it on there massages I actually am trying to get massages like every five weeks it breaks my heart to spend money but it does help my body and I also think like foam rolling and stretching and all that stuff is highly important so yeah I agree we do want to hit real quick on advice for when you flare at work um, before we jump into it. I do want to advocate that there, there are ways and jobs for you to work from home. Make sure you work with HR. If you need special accommodations, that's what they're there for. Um, I definitely don't get the privilege to do that as much at my new job, and it's really difficult. I do miss working from home because that was a privilege for me to be able to make accommodations. Like there were days I laid in bed and work. There's days I laid on the floor between meetings. I struggle, but I'm also in a little bit better spot. And mentally, I like being in the office. So advocate for yourself, do what you need to do. Um, that way you're not like just suffering in silence. Right. Agreed. But yeah. I, um, I always had a heating pad at my desk. I think that was super normal. Like yeah, it's just normal for me. I can't work from home, but thankfully I work for a company that's very um, compassionate and understanding. And I, I am able to go home if I need to all the time. Yeah. So. That's what your PTO is for friends. Um, make sure you take it. I think we've talked about this lumbar supports for a cushion. We both yeah. have heating pads at our desk. We both have lots of teas at our desk. Yeah, I keep a period bag since I still have those which have all my sanitary items. It has Praise my <laughs> waiting waiting for the day <laughs> it comes with other issues so I get it but um uh, all muscle cream like I have a little period bag that goes in my desk that I can grab whatever I need so I'm not without products I did post on my story a couple of weeks back I went into the medicine like cabinet that every kitchen has at your work to get a band-aid we had packs of vital there like they That's individual so packs nice, yeah. and I was That's like cool. That's pretty cool. So now I know I have a stash there if I need it. Obviously, ibuprofen in every yep. desk I ever own. Always. Yep, my purse actually just saves me at all times. At all times. And then I always say, um, we both mentioned it. We have standing desks. Those help us when yeah. we can't sit. And then the biggest thing for me is just like the stigma. I go slow. If I need to hold my hip when I walk, I hold my hip. Um, um, we, and we didn't hit on it, but if you need to use a uh, um, accessibility Mo device. Yeah. Mo yeah. Mobility device. Um, definitely don't feel shamed or like at all do what you got to do. 
I, I won't be surprised if that's in my future. Um, and it'll be, it'll be something I'll have to deal with like the, the explanation of it. Cause it won't be a constant thing when I'm okay. Right. I'm okay. But like, I literally hold my hip when I walk, I change out. I posted like all 50 something pairs of my heels the other night. I can't wear heels if my hips are hurting. So right. I, I, I look different. I function different and I have no shame in it anymore. And that's the biggest thing for me. Like I'm not trying to pretend to show up in a way that doesn't serve me. Yeah, I agree. Just communicate and like, um, just work with your company if you have to, to find out what, what you can do or what, you know, options uh, you have. Yeah. Options you have. Boom. And that is a really nice transition is we both thought it'd be important to mention the spoon theory because it is a cool way to communicate where you're at and to communicate the need you need, especially if your friends and your loved ones, uh, B and I had a pre-discussion. We both realized we don't use it very well. And I think that's because we still struggle with not doing the things. Yeah, I agree. And, and I don't want to like explain it incorrectly, but like, here's what my general understanding of it is. Yeah, actually, I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read from this. Um, the spoon theory is a creative way to explain to healthy friends and family what it's like to live with a chronic illness. Um, patients often have limited energy and they're represented at represented by spoons doing too much in one day can leave you short on spoons the next day so for example if you only had 12 spoons per day how would you use them you take away one if you didn't sleep well last night if you forgot to take your meds or skipped a meal take away four spoons if you have a cold you know it's like a general um idea that you only have so much to give in one day which is i mean very factual but like a lot of people with chronic illnesses have less to give and yeah. Things like showering often takes more out of you. I, so. uh, I remember during the worst of my illness, my endo, my flare-ups, I, I don't know if I've told this story and I don't know if I can, <sighs> we always have emotions. Um, <laughs> I like, I literally love my hair. I have lots of it. I think it took me two weeks to cope with cutting it off, even though now I think this is the length I like it the most. Yeah. Um, I love my hair. My hair has always been a part of my identity and I could not care for it because physically washing it, I couldn't stand in the shower long enough to wash it. I couldn't wash it in the tub because my body was like physically seizing. And then after the bath, it would take like an hour to comb it out. And I just, I was pooped from bathing and I had a whole section of my hair that like dreaded and I just kept going, I'll take care of it tomorrow. I'll take care of it tomorrow. And my mom's a cosmetologist. Like it, it would have been a mortal sin doing that growing up. And I just couldn't. And it honestly got to the point that I, I luckily have a head full of hair. Um, I chopped it out. I just, I, it was, it was too far gone and I didn't have the energy or the strength to ask for help. And I just cut it out and literally my hair is shoulder length right now. That piece is still not quite as long, but it's getting there. And my hair grows crazy fast. And it's just yeah, like, really fast, yeah. it was a maintenance thing. And I remember making a post on Instagram that was just like, I can't wash my hair this many times a week. I, I don't physically know how to do it. And I, Crystal Chen, actually, it was who messaged me from Canada and was like, girlfriend, if you need encouragement. If I could come there, I'd wash your hair for you. But if yeah. you, since I can't, like, I can help you verbally, mentally work through it. And I obviously I didn't take her up on it, but just like somebody recognizing how bad no, I'm struggling. Support. Yeah. 
Um, well, if it makes you feel any better, I barely wash my hair once a week. <laughs> like if you're lucky, it's man, I wish week. I looked that gorgeous with my oh. hair dirty. Well, I don't put any product, I don't put any product in it, which is also probably a thing. Like when I wear my hair, if I wear my hair curly like that, which I hardly ever do, um, I have to wash it daily. I, uh, that's my favorite thing about having short hairs. I can go three or four days with my hair down with it. I mean, curls are very forgiving, but I just, it was too much for me. And so that is what prompted the haircut a couple weeks ago because I was getting to the point I was wearing it up a ton which is what helps it tread because I work out and I sweat and stuff like that and I was realizing like I was kind of getting back into that cycle but I was in a better mental space and so I took it on head on and just made some life changes so I want to get there but that is no regrets uh, no and it's a very good representation of what the spoon theory is like I have one spoon showering is enough yeah that was it. That was all you could do for that day. So that's what that is. And it's, it, and I think for me, while I don't use it well, it would be nice for me to say, Hey, sir. Hey, ma'am, you have 10 spoons. You're going to do all the things today. Today, even though I'm here, I'm functioning, I'm showing up. I have about four spoons, three spoons. Yeah. So going to work, driving to work, eating my meals, that's going to cap me out. Yeah. I agree. We will post information on the spoon theory. The main purpose behind us even bringing it up is you are not a burden. You shouldn't deal with this alone. And it is a partnership for you and whoever else is in your life to understand the spoon theory enough or whatever platform you want to use to have an open conversation. It's not solely on your shoulders, but you do have to make the request that like they join you, they learn, they help communicate. I did have a question for our listeners a little bit different, but we want to close this pod out asking you what areas of your flare-ups do you still seem to be unable to find relief with? Um, the purpose of this pod is for us to have a community, a network to share, to educate. And if we're not posing those questions so people can help each other, I feel like we're doing a disservice. So if yeah. there's something you struggle with and none of these things seem to help you, let us know. We'll repost it. We'll ask our friendos. Or if there's something that you do that just is life-changing and we didn't mention it, please let us know so we can spread the word. Agree. Yep, absolutely. You can so, DM us, you can yeah. comment. We'll put up some questions. And then also on Spotify always, that is going to be the question for this pod. And let anchor, us you can thoughts. leave us a voice memo. Yes, you can. See, um, I know things. She knows things. <laughs> Otherwise, like, share, um, give us feedback, give us comments, subscriptions, those sort of things. We are changing up our format a little bit more as we go. We have more and more guests on because there's just so much in this community we want to share. Um, so many people who deserve to tell their story. For sure. And we're honored every time yeah. somebody is willing to do so. But B and I will always be here just to be goofy and to go off the rim and just talk about the craziest stuff for you, you know, like we do it. Correct. Yep. We love it. What has this been, B? Well, I think this has been the greatest episode of the Nacho Mama Pod. Bye. Bye.